Detlef Brennemann Hauptmann swarmed up the church roof over the north arm of the transept and found a foothold near the junction of the nave. His elder son, twenty-one-year-old Hans, crouched terrified above the triforium. An eye-wrenching infinity below, eighteen-year-old Otto watched apprehensively. Climb, Hans, a steeplejack welcomes heights. Detlef flung himself up the slippery tiles to the apex, there to stand grinning atop the roof-tree. It's his freedom! Spread your wings and soar! Hans glanced from the tiny vent cowling his father had pushed off of to the precipitous drop and licked his lips. Don't look down, he heard from above, like a celestial commandment. He closed his eyes but couldn't stop the vertigo. You won't fall, scoffed Detlef. This church is God's thimble. You'll climb both towers of Elisabethkirche in Marburg before you die. Somehow Hans got through these occasional jobs steeplejacking, somehow survived by clinging frantically to every line and support within reach. But this was higher than he had ever been, steeper. Never again, he vowed to himself. Never, never, never. The dreadful measured slick of tiles startled him. His father slithered toward him, ending in a dramatic rush that made Hans brace himself for a collision. He felt the old man's fishy breath, and somehow the abrasiveness of his grizzled face. The voice, which had been beveled flat by too many drinks and too many cigarettes, could still ring like a cold chisel when his father steeplejacked and something transcendent entered him. Hans felt its icy bite powdering his will. If you don't trust your father, trust God. I've climbed Strasbourg and Bamberg and Cologne. Gothic is steep. It defies gravity. It flies. If you trust it, it will carry you aloft. Faith, Hans. Only unbelievers plummet to the ground. It's too steep. This bit of church that isn't fit to be the apse of a cathedral, look at it, built on a budget to the glory of God. Perpendicular windows, the kind the English made, with more paint than fire in them. He shut up enraged, his mouth flecked, his speech a bawdy mix of high German and slang, as he pulled Hans to his feet. Follow me, and remember, if you don't attack, the roof will resist you. Throw yourself up the same as you would a parish roof. Can't we use the hooks? Hooks! We'll use hooks when we get to the towers. With that, he sprang lightly off the vent cowl, pushing sideways rather than down on the steep transept roof. He seemed to flow laterally to the roof tree again. Knowing delay might be fatal, Hans wet his lips and sprang, and for a moment he believed. But his initial leap was too far up the roof to keep his feet under him. He compacted stiffly and made a single awkward twist, too late, too high. The last rational picture he saw in that insane sequence was his father, arms outstretched against the running sky. Faith, Hans, fly with me. Spread your wings and soar. The unbeliever slid and scraped interminably before plunging to the ground. Anna's letter arrived six days after Hans's death. 
Otto brought it in and tossed the envelope on the table. Read it to me, Detlef said. Otto wanted to read it, but they hadn't spoken since the funeral. It was a small enough protest on his part. How else could he tell his father that he held him to blame? How else to let him know that he didn't want to inherit the meager love that had been reserved for his older brother alone? His mother's childbirth death had ensured that. Read it yourself, he said about the letter. Don't be insolent, Otto. I'm down to one son, and he's going to grow up right. The ether of invincibility that invested his father above the vaults and squinches of Gothic temples seemed to have followed him to the ground, and when his eyes were not haunted, they were reckless. They were reckless now. You killed your only son.